0: Welcome to 2023, this past year plus has been unbelievable with amazing guests talking about living on purpose for a purpose. So check out some of the highlights of our podcast from this last year and a half to understand your why and to learn how you can live with passion and proficiency. And it's such a great reminder for all of us listeners. It's a great reminder because I think a lot of times we just start rolling through life, and we got our to-do list right, and and you start planning out what's you know three months or six months or seven, and you forget to really live in the moment.
1: Especially when a lot of bad things are happening to you, right? And it's really easy to get into that victim mode and "why me" type mode. And I can always think back to that and go, "Hey." Yep. wake up only easy day was yesterday adapt and improvise if that yeah. was a follow-on saying that's what would be behind that saying I mean in the field I, we were talking about special operations you're dropped in you have a you have a plan but we all know we know yeah. what happens yep. to plans as soon as you hit the ground yeah right yeah yep. that is the life of a seal adapting and improvise there is no script
0: so all your training is basically training you to recognize that you're gonna hit the ground and
1: you're prepared to it. You're yeah. going to flex Yeah. and you have to flex in life. Things don't go your way. Yeah. Now, let's think about that. Everybody has this image, right? Your uh, girl's got to get married. She's got to get married on the altar, but we're going to have great. And, and the kids, we all know that that plan doesn't play out for 99.99% of us. Yeah. You've got to be able to flex. You yeah. cannot be rigid in your thinking and your thought process. You will be like this. You have to open your aperture and you have to get out there and move. People get stuck. I think a lot of depression comes from this. I think a lot of anxiety comes from this well, what happened what happened to my picture right it's gone it's not the picture yeah. I had it's not what right yet.
2: right sometimes you have to uh, take on a position that by your unfortunate I didn't choose to be I wanted to be a nurse I didn't want to be this all these things but I am a nurse right now yeah, I get are. to go and take care of my cousins my grandkids I get to be honest I get to help them heal as I healed and still let them know that now I'm still struggling. I'm still got some issues. I'm not all there and I don't want to even get there until I'm there,
0: wherever yeah. there is. I think a year ago or so I posted something on social media, I said, you and I have no idea where we will be or what we will be doing 10 years from now. I've had all kinds of plans. I did like, you know, when I was leading organizations, sometimes I put together a five-year plan. I realize a five-year plan is almost ridiculous nowadays. Yeah. I would probably rewrite that quote now and not put, we have no idea where we will be or what we'll be doing in 10 years. You could probably say a year from now. You might even say a month from now. Right. right. Things are constantly changing. Yep. And it's okay, and okay
1: to have a plan. It's okay to have a plan, yeah. right? You, gotta, yeah. you have to just realize it's not going to go that way. Yeah. Right.
3: And, that
1: this is adapt
3: and overcome. Life for all of us, life is a pilgrimage and it's hard at times, it can be a very hard pilgrimage. And we can can just start looking at ourselves, we can start looking down, and there's enough around us that just can pull us down.
4: We are living in such a fear-based society that we don't even know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And so we're shutting down and we're isolating instead of engaging in our lives. And when we isolate, that's when a lot of times that's when that depression and anxiety come in um, because we'll isolate from the people in the community. And then you add in social media with comparison to other people's lives that other people didn't have the the access to what other people's lives always looked like, yeah. supposedly, quote yeah. air quotes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so in that we're adding in comparison, which adds on to the anxiety, but we are being desensitized because we, we don't know when to process all of this information and it's coming out through ways I think that none of us really enjoy, but we also don't know what to yeah. do
5: in this world of perception. Yeah. in this world of oh, I gotta, I'm giving, 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 giving. I'm performing, 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 performing. I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. When your output is greater than your intake, what you're bringing in, how you're filling yourself back up, mm-hmm. then your upkeep, right, your perception, your your you know your uh, your presence mm-hmm. will be your downfall. How are you leading prior to the tragedy? Are you impacting the
1: organization? Are you a servant leader prior to the tragedy? Have you built that trust factor with your leader, with your organization as a leader? Are you pouring into them
0: pre-tragedy? I know a lot of the people who've ended up working with us even have come out of their own background of abuse or trauma or whatever and you want to set yourself up for
1: success when some of those triggers start to flip you need to have a strong support base the more that you have that going on before a tragedy ever happens and i believe that the more positive impact you can have on the people at the end of the tragedy because all about leadership is impacting people right
5: even through tragedy it's our job as leaders to impact people in a way that makes a difference in their lives. Yeah. So the advice I give is make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You know, it's the biopsychosocial model, right? Make sure that you're 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 sleeping, you're 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 exercising. Make sure that you're being honest. Make sure that you're fellowshipping. You make yeah. sure that you're getting poured into by good people, mentors. Make sure that your home life is taken care of. Make sure that if you have to take medicine for whatever you know. condition that you're predisposed to, that you're you're doing doing that. Make sure that you're reading, you're meditating, praying, whatever the case may be. Make sure that you're filling yourself back up to be who you are so that when life squeezes you, right, the true essence of who you are comes out and you don't have to put up a facade and say, you know what, I'm going to just make it look like everything's okay.
6: Because logically, why would you put your security and your identity into something that you know is going to change? If you know culture is going to change, if you know society is going to change, if you know what's popular is going to change, if you know how you feel about yourself is going to change, then why would you want any of those things to determine something? So, Because clearly we believe identity is important because we're all trying to find our identity in something. Why would we not want to put it in a secure place? Like, why would we not want to put it somewhere that we know if I put it here, it doesn't matter what what else happens outside of me. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. I'm gonna be secure. Yeah. When I let my identity be led by my desires or I let my identity be led by my emotions, it has never led me to a place of security. <sighs> It has yeah. always left me lacking. It's always left me lonely. It's always left me isolated. Yeah. And but when I choose to, even in the hard seasons, say I'm gonna put my identity in Jesus because he's the one thing that's consistent. It's like the circumstances don't, around me don't change. They never, they yeah. never have. Yeah. That's never changed my circumstances, but it has always changed my perspective.
7: I, I start by saying, like, what, what do you do if you're on fire? I Everyone mean, goes, stop, drop, and roll. And I say, well, it's kind of like the same thing with grief and suffering. If you don't have a plan on what you're gonna do when it happens, when it happens, you are gonna lower your theology to matter your pain that's what we do when someone experiences intense temptation or sin in their life or pain in their life they are they're willing to bend god around the theology of their pain so if you don't have a proper theology of god and almost like a cannon or a measuring stick or a mold then if you've got a, a proper mold of who god is then when you suffer you pour your suffering into that mold and it becomes god-shaped and you understand it but if your emotions rule or if your paradigm rules And you have a suffering shaped box you pour god into it and he becomes that shape of your suffering so that was my challenge to them is like if you haven't gone through it you're gonna go through it and so i said here's three here's your stop drop and roll for suffering god is good god is sovereign and god is making me more like jesus every day in the pain and the suffering the valleys and the mountaintops all together and that was it it was god is good god is sovereign
3: god is making me more like jesus what these attributes do is they lift us up they lift our gaze up and eventually they lift our gaze up to Christ himself and so even in the in the in the darkest most difficult places around the world and and you see a shack that might, might be some tarps or tents put together but you see the, the the husband and the wife and and they've planted flowers outside of their shack so it's you know it's a rundown shack of tent of of cardboard put together but they've planted flowers what are they doing they're saying that I am made in the image of God, and I have dignity, and I'm gonna project that dignity through beauty, right yeah. here. Yeah. Or you see, uh, I, I'm thinking of seeing children playing, you know, and making toys out of trash, you know, making a little toy truck in a refugee, camp. that's all they had, but they they created beauty, they brought order into the chaos. And that's that's them saying, that's God speaking through them, that this child is a child of the King with incredible they're dignity.
0: creating, like their are creators. And they're creators, they're, they're co-creators
3: creating. with God. Yeah. They're taking something, they're redeeming it and making it beautiful. And in that beauty, there's a truth that's spoken. And I remember
7: telling them, if that isn't foundational to what you understand about grief, when grief comes, if you don't bleed that truth, you'll bleed something else that's wrong.
2: If you don't reveal it, if you don't talk about it, if you don't say this is a challenge that I'm struggling in this area, you'll be stuck and then you'll pass on those generational curses to your children, to your grandchildren, in a cycle of addiction and prostitution and molestation and drugs that won't be broken. You have somebody else's blood on your hand. It's not all about you. You're probably the one that's been chosen to get healed so the family can be healed. To take a risk and get free no matter how scary it is.
4: What what happens is, is it breeds it and it grows in the dark. So if you're isolated from people, the depression gets bigger, the anxiety gets bigger because you didn't speak it, you haven't shared it. It's in your head, it's in your mind, it's in your feelings. And once you bring something to light, then the truth can be shed over it. And then, then you can find healing, you can find hope and truth. But when we hide it away, which is what happened in the garden, they hid the moment they felt shame about something. Yeah. And then God calls them out. He's like, where are you?
8: I was able to compartmentalize as long as I could. Um, But then when I retired, it was time to unpack some of that and get to the next level of really getting some help. Um, And we talked about that. What does help look like? Uh, And you and I can help each other. Maybe we go meet for lunch, maybe we talk informally, but I'm not in a position to help you unpack what you're seeing and get that off your shoulders. I'm in a position to say, I care about you, dude. I care about your marriage. I care about your kids call me at any time. I'll walk alongside this as best I can, but I don't have the tools at my disposal to help you get past that trauma that you're encountering. I will bear that trauma with you and I will bear it with any first responder that comes into my path, but I don't have the tools to get you past it. Whereas I don't want to call it real help. I'll call professional help. They have the tools. And I think really what we need is both. There's a good blend between the two but we gotta make sure we emphasize the professional help because they do have the
7: tools. I made a four part. What's the best thing to say to someone in grief and what's the worst thing to say to someone in grief? The best thing you can say is the right thing at the right time. The Second best thing is to say nothing but be present. The third is to say something stupid. The fourth is to not be present and not say anything. And I think people are so concerned they're gonna say something stupid they don't say anything, but that's not... that I would rather you make an attempt and me go, oh man, that was dumb, than to be silent. Silence is deafening to the, the person who's grieving. It's loud mm. and it's irreconcilable with your position because you just go, how do you not communicate with me at a point like this? How do you not show some level of solidarity or whatever? And you watch people that you've had beef with lay it down and walk towards you. And be there for you. And
6: yes, I used to. I didn't realize I was using unforgiveness as self-protection. See, so we hear these things: forgive and forget. And so I thought, if I forgive and forget, it's going to happen to me again. Yeah. But we can now learn from that experience. It doesn't mean that we, when we forgive, we have to trust that person because trust mm-hmm. is earned, not granted or retrust. trust You don't even have to even bring them back in your life. So you can learn from that experience. You can forgive. You can let it go. And uh, some of those things, forgive and forget, things like that, made me realize I was using unforgiveness as self protection. I'm afraid if I was, if to you forgot, you're get wounded again. Absolutely.
2: I guess maybe yeah. that's why I say 70 times, seven times 70. Yeah. I, you got to continue to remind me, of like, okay, unforgiveness is like almost, it's like a suicide. You're the only one that can free you and pardon you from this death sin, but you say, nope, I'm not going to forgive. It's like drinking poison, waiting on somebody else to die
0: but it's not, they're not going to die. You're, You're dying
2: And poison. I'm dying inside all yeah. the time yeah. dying because I'm reliving this and I'm redoing it and it's traumatizing me and it's trauma me. And every time I think it's like, and there's times even lately, I'll be like, man, I need my sister right now. I need my big sister right now. If I'm not careful, I will go into why she's not here. And I can become very angry all over again, but I have to say, Lord, please take this anger. Please take this rage this hurt you know why my nieces and nephews why did my family Why well, we have to suffer if somebody took something from us and in my family you take us we gonna take you back and you have to forgive <laughs> you, just, you you yeah, can't play street because
0: it doesn't yeah street it justice don't work. doesn't work
2: it don't well, work like that you yeah. can't just not do that and that was pain, and that was pain.
0: And you're saying that doesn't work because you're the one that gets hurt. That's what you're saying yes. it's, it's like suicide. It's like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. That's
2: right, holding it's, on to yeah. that anger yeah. unforgiveness. Yeah.
0: But it's not easy, is it?
9: It's not easy. Well, the way I see it, there's this really great form of art called kintsugi art. Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay, so it's amazing. Okay. And what it is, is the Japanese would take broken pottery and they actually glue it back together with gold and lace it with gold and make it a new. What? You gotta look it up. Kintsuji art. I'm obsessed with it now. I'm gonna have it. Oh, I just got my goosebumps house. when you were
0: describing that because.
9: And I feel like it's so. And when you see it, I go look it up on your pauses right yeah. now. Go look it up. It's amazing to see how the artwork shines and the pottery shines so much brighter after it's broken and put back together. And I feel like that's what God does with our lives, right? He, he doesn't just like glue us back together. He puts gold in the cracks that were once broken. And that image is just like, I will forever hold that because he doesn't want to just give us the bare minimum fix. He wants to restore and renew and create something
0: new and don't you don't you see though jay when you're using that illustration i picture though that, that in order for god to do that with us we have to bring the pieces to totally
5: it. totally and that's where that transparency
0: and honesty comes right where we're saying I, I, I'm not okay but mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, here God, take these and, 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 and fix these. but for a lot of us and I'm saying I think a lot of listeners, myself, y- you and Josh are probably well not probably mm-hmm. you're still on this journey too yep. where we want to hold stuff back
6: mm-hmm. right
0: why, why do you think that is? Why is it that we're not willing to be fully honest and transparent?
9: What happens this imposter syndrome?
0: Everyone knows what you're talking about right now. every listener, feels like an imposter at times, yes. right? And that's what you're saying. You just
9: feel unworthy. And yes. I, I just thought, who am I? And and that's the enemy, right? Because when you start going, okay, wait, for such a time as this, God has put you right here at this table with this executive, and you have something to offer. Yep. But we just beat ourselves up, yep. and we feel less than, and you know, it, it took a lot, right? It, yep. it you what is captivating my thoughts and i had to go no you can do this and it's really easy to do it for other people yeah it's hard to do it for yourself i can tell you True. how to well what are you doing pat no yeah. let's let's move you let's get you over here But we all need a coach. We all need someone to guide us to get to that. We have to surround ourselves with people who can chisel us.
1: You see, a smart man learns from his own mistakes, whereas a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. But if you could build people around you that have paid those debts already, has paid that stupid tax, have navigated different waters um, as to what's good and what's bad, and hey, don't go down that road because there's there's a whole bunch of bumps down that road it's going to cause you a heck of a lot more pain go this way
4: instead i don't think you can really handle avoiding the gray areas and being able to learn from the experiences of others if you're not also working on becoming a more whole person yeah. that gives you the strength to make the
10: right choices yeah.
1: that's where we get around our circle who's yeah. our circle who are we looking up to who, who
8: who's guiding us the company you keep will determine who you become Yep, it's just true don't try to any age. Up. Any age doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter what walk of life you are in. If you if you have solid values and you keep the wrong company, those yeah. values will eventually mean nothing to you. yeah. And you'll you'll get a whole new set of values and then you get away from you and and, and then we could talk for hours about yeah. when people go through life, it's why they're always unhappy. Power corrupts. Yeah, yeah. money corrupts. Sex we see corrupts. that throughout history, right? Just right, read the Bible. History. The Bible's full of history. People, it are really is. Corrupted. Those things don't bring happiness. Yeah. right. Happiness comes with from within, and and so it's we start at values, and then we go to the company you keep will determine who you become. Choose wisely. That's mm-hmm. what we say.
3: Choose wisely. Me and when I started Youngstown, Ohio, um, 2008. Me and another guy are the only ones still doing comedy. There were 20 of us. Now it's me and this other guy that are only doing, and we call each other once a month. He's in New York City. I'm here in Phoenix. We'll call each other once a month and all we do is hype each other up. Yeah. We just say, you're still doing it. Keep going. Keep Keep going. going. Keep doing it. it. Yeah. Because everybody else quit. And I only had one time in my entire career where I woke up and I thought I was going to quit. And I remembered thinking, well, you know what? Just by me going means I'm winning. Everybody else, they just give up. So it's like, Suddenly the race becomes easier and easier yeah. just because you're the only one still running it. It's the
1: same thing as, as you've got to fail to succeed. Yeah. It's the, the same mentality.
5: Which is interesting because you just said that. I like that. And I, this is just one of many quotes in this. is like, the only way you can get ahead is to fail early, fail often, and fail forward.
11: Failure in the Bible is never a person. It's an event. In the economy of God, failure is not a person. It's an event. But our events, because we have an enemy, tells me, Chris, you're a failure. Chris, look here, you're a failure. And that's what I was under. Chris, here's, and Satan doesn't lie about you. You know, I've never gone to church and, you know, saying, hey, remember in 1992 what you did when you were in Dakotas, you had those two prostitutes, you had that bag of cocaine, and that night keeps coming back. And I'm like, oh man, I shouldn't be teaching. And then I'm like, wait a second. I've never been in Dakota. I've never been with prostitutes or cocaine. And Satan's like, oh, 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 I almost got you. No,
0: that's stupid. That's not how he works. Satan doesn't lie about you.
11: Satan goes, Hey, Chris, can you remember, uh, 89 to 92? (laughs) He gives me years. And I'm like, yeah, what if she's in the audience today? What if her husband's there today? What if you, and that's Satan has, I've armed him. I've given him all the ammo to make me feel like I'm a failure. But when you read scripture, failure may have been something you've done. It's not who you are unless you allow it to be. And so I can't lead myself. I need God's forgiveness. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, God is faithful and just. He will forgive us and cleanse us from unrighteousness. Chris, it's not forgiveness you desperately seek. It's freedom from guilt and shame. I'm hanging on to my failures that have been long since forgiven because I haven't allowed the spirit to cleanse me from unrighteousness.
0: I'm trying to deny it. Well, and th- that's why almost every time you and I talk together, we come back to this this concept of embracing discomfort, right? Right. And that's something that's it's near and dear to your
1: heart. Yep. Like, you're passionate about yep. that. I'll stand on stage and tell you you got to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah.
0: Why? Why? I mean, I know. For, for all the reasons we just talked yeah. about
1: and then some. So yeah. if you're living in a world of comfort and you're, ha- you're okay with where things are, and okay, because you're not, trust me, if you're in the comfort zone, you're not feeling fantastic about it. You're not advancing. You're not growing mentally. You're not growing physically if you're if you sit inside this comfort bubble. Mm-hmm. And, and most people get it's at a point, right? People climb and then they just suddenly stop. And anybody that's listening to this podcast, guy, probably sitting there going, "Yeah, I, I think I'm there now, right?" Yeah. There's a, I bet the preponderance of people say, it.
5: "I'm there now, I'm comfortable."
1: You got to get out of it, right? You and then how do you get out of the comfort zone? You have to do something that's, to, that's challenging you have to challenge, you have to push yourself.
10: If you're not experiencing mess in your life, I would just encourage you to spend some time thinking, are you opening yourself up to something outside of your comfort zone? Are you opening yourself up to what God has planned for you? I remember I was reading a book by David Platt and it was a game changer for me. They said to follow after Jesus means that you lay everything in the flood zone and you ask God to break the dam and wash away whatever it is he wants to wash away. Are you choosing to live your life in a way that says, God, anything I have, anything I own is yours. And I will, whatever you choose to wash away or whatever you choose to bring to me, I will choose to take that and multiply it, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I constantly go back to that parable of the talents too. Am I using my life to Mm -hmm. multiply what God's asked me to do with it?
1: I've literally said to strangers, I mean, you know me well enough, Mm -hmm. this is the kind of Mm -hmm. thing I wind up doing. I've literally said to people, I know you better than you do because I know who made you and I know why they made you. And it's to uniquely reflect Him to the rest of this world around us.
0: I actually think that we are called to do good, (laughs) that we are called to be exceptional, to be as a church, to be that city on the hill.
9: We might differ, we might have different backgrounds, we might have different life experiences, but you are still a human being and you still then therefore have dignity and worth, and I need to respect that. And if I don't, well, shame on me,
10: because then I'm not living into who God's called me to be. I can't speak to what anyone else's journey is. I just know what God has led me to do, Mm -hmm. but I do know that God has a journey for you. And if you are actively seeking Him, and asking Him to take you out of your comfort zone, asking Him to bring the best in your life, because I truly believe, it's another thing that I've really been processing lately, what moments in my own life am I exchanging good for great? What moments in our life are we taking and choosing the good and the comfort and losing out on the greatness that God designed us for simply because we haven't said, God, I'm willing.
3: Nobody just drifts towards being a person of integrity. Yeah. It takes effort. And I think that's the part of the surrender and the effort. Yeah. Like, I don't like going to the gym. It it's, painful. it's painful. It's painful. Yeah. It, it takes work. And just showing up once a week, then cut it. You, you got to go multiple times. And there's a process of surrender and commitment and effort and showing up and pushing yourself yeah. and having a coach and having a plan. I mean, it's all of this it's stuff. like that in
0: any part of our life, is Yes, there?
4: but the work is what's the invitation are we willing to work when no one else will see it are we willing to wrestle uh, with new disciplines new habits are we willing to tell the truth to god even in the midst of our fear in the midst of our struggle or in the midst of i want to quit and look for god for help and resiliency so sometimes for me i stop at inspiration because it's easy and it feels good and it's inspiring but i think the beauty is if you and i say what's been inspiring me lately and what's the theme in all of that And might there just be an invitation in there that God is trying to get a hold of our attention to say, I've got something for you. Lean in, it's not going to be fast, it's not going to be overnight, but let me invite you into the next step in your journey.
0: Wasn't that incredible? So what did you learn as you listened to those highlights? As we move into 2023, remember to continue to learn from others. Follow us on No Gray Areas as we're inspired by stories, learning from people's mistakes. And remember, as you move into 2023, learn from your past, be excited about the future, but live in the moment. So subscribe to the No Gray Areas YouTube channel, follow us on social media, and check out our No Gray Areas podcast. Let's go 2023.